0: cause and brew show yeah, yeah. <laughs> what's up my man uh, what's up that's actually i would like to open the show by saying welcome to the cause and brew show i've been sick for six straight weeks i don't think i can scream anymore but i just did because I, I brought I my a-game to the open I cause. That. I appreciate
1: that. I appreciate that. That was not very A gamey of me on the GM, but I, I am here. I'm here and I'm ready and rearing to go.
0: <laughs> I think there's a funny movie line that includes that word. Uh, so, rearing? yeah, he said he's going to rear your child. I think that's uh knocked oh, up. Boy. Oh, boy it's it's an obscure movie reference for you yes uh yeah man uh good to talk with you good to do a show with you uh like i mentioned it's been a bit of a a run over here it's called preschool uh for those who do not have a preschooler or have had one um he walked in got ill and we've been ill ever since for like six weeks i just took him there today And we're gonna get sick again. Uh, so that's been a little bit of a bummer. It's kept me down. Uh, as has the omnipresent repetitive stress injury, which has kept me from typing. So I've been like sidelined, man. I understand how Lonzo Ball feels. Like I just can't play. Do you? I do, do. You really. You know, I, I could use a couple hundred million or whatever he's got sitting on that. That might make <laughs> me feel a little bit more like Lonzo Ball. Yes. Anybody handle that for me out there?
1: You could, uh, but you'd also need like a father uh, telling the world how you're washed up and worthless.
0: Is he doing that? I'm not keeping up on that. Well, he did it a while
1: ago. He he didn't do it. uh, I don't think he's done it recently, but like there was like last year he said something like, uh, yeah, his best days are behind him or something. (laughs) Something
0: pretty like. You know, maybe they've just come to grips with it over there. I mean, I, I, well,
1: I, you know, it was just one of those things where like no one had listened to him any time lately.
0: So like first thing
1: he said, the, so the Alonzo so thing was, was kind of like, just kind of starting and he's like, oh, here's something that people might care about. <laughs> Let me be obnoxious. again. <laughs> so, hey,
0: anyway. you know, there's people that's their entire platform. <laughs> it seems to be, you can get ahead in this world by just being really freaking obnoxious.
1: Yes, like a yes.
0: college class, obnoxious one hundred and one, <laughs> narrated by Skip Bayless or something. I don't know. Oh yeah, yeah. Jason uh, Whitlock. Yeah, Stephen A. Smith. You know, at least Stephen Stephen A. has somehow kept the respect of his colleagues.
1: Has uh, he? Uh, you know, um, <laughs> has he really? I, I, mean, I don't know who's. I mean, if you're talking about just people on ESPN, I guess because he's like the high-speed one. And what are they going to say? No, in but, the in the locker room, maybe. actually,
0: in the locker or in that locker, in the press room. Like, they're, it's weird. It's like there's Stephen A. out in the public, and then there's Stephen A. behind the scenes. And those guys out of Oakland, it's kind of his home base, still respect him. And, Oakland yeah yeah or now San Francisco sorry I can't come to grips with the Warriors being in he, San Francisco he's,
1: he, yeah um he's a fucking douchebag uh but anyway
0: <laughs> anyway. Cause is spicy anyway this morning <laughs> the spicy cause uh, is, is here I'm, I'm happy cause is spicy uh, this morning well hey let's tell everybody what we're going to talk about today and uh it's going to be A little bit of a Western Conference uh, jambalaya of spicy takes on contenders and pretenders, which, you know, is probably overused in the uh, the show segment business. But, hey, you know, we got one, two, three, four, five teams that we're going to look at here today, um, each with a very compelling story behind them minus our clippers friends i'm not so sure they're compelling but they're two through six in the west currently you got the memphis grizzlies sacramento kings phoenix suns clippers and warriors each have had some sort of storyline in the last month tying them to the question of could they actually contend shockingly enough the sacramento kings are a part of that conversation um the Clippers at one point in time this season were the odds on favorite to win it all I believe don't quote me on that the Warriors just won it last year and can't win on the road like at all um Memphis of course you know controversy surrounding John Morant and everything going on there so you've got just like a crazy side of the bracket on the west where you know like anything goes and and we've been talking about it in the betting markets for quite a while you know trying to get as much value on some of these big underdogs in that section of the bracket because it feels like anybody can win um before we start though cause did you have any other spicy takes on no. anything else in the nba that's going I on that,
1: i thought that uh play the other day with the with the uh speaking of Golden State, that uh you know, out of bounds thing was pretty uh that was pretty hilarious. Like You saw it? I thought because yeah, I, I didn't
0: see it. I I've been just relying on other people's takes it, for it. Yeah, it
1: was just I mean, it was really bad officiating. I mean that's really kind of the only it doesn't mean that the the win should be vacated or anything like that, but like <laughs> I mean this <laughs> You know, I kind of took the
0: other side on the officiating thing for the th- what, through the first. I kind of took the other side on the officiating thing through the first half of the season. Everybody was bitching and moaning about officiating. I can't stand that. Like, like I just like uh, there's a hundred pres- possessions, you know, per team per game. You know, like we're gonna like get upset over one percent of them. And oh,
1: uh, no, yeah. I mean, I, I'm, I'm with you, but on I'm that. actually
0: I'm actually moving to the other side of the argument.
1: I mean, I'm, I'm I think that the problem with the officiating is is the league and the league's fault. They, they, they years ago when they started allowing people like, you know, like Kendrick Perkins and stuff to start yelling at refs, like the like <laughs> seventh or eighth guy in your team, yelling at refs it was a done, it was a wrap. I mean, like you want to talk about speeding up the game. Like they might have to move it to like high school where only the captain gets to talk to the ref. You know, this is, it's, it's it's out of hand. (laughs) It's it's it's
0: bred this discontent between the sides. Like, I mean, Ben Taylor is now kind of a, not an NBA household name, but he's a kind of online Twitter sphere name because of the arguments that he's having with players and in particular Fred Van Vliet. And now, I mean, there was a a rumor that got walked back by uh, Tim Haberstroh. I forget who he's affiliated with now. Um, He just said that like the guy got demoted and then somebody from the league actually probably reached out to Tom and said, Hey, what are you talking about here? That's not the case. And then he backed off. Um, But like, I mean, Fred Van Vliet teed off on him in spectacular fashion. (laughs) <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that was a, <laughs> that was the best thirty thousand dollar fine I've ever seen. Yeah.
1: And and that's an I mean and that's another it was it was, it art- was but it's but, it was but it's also like they had more room for the fine the league. And regardless of whether everything you said was exactly true, like they're supposed to have a standard on that, and they didn't even they're like, eh, we'll just give them the thirty thousand. <laughs> like they could have given him fifty. And they're like, nah, we'll give them the 30. And it was like, I don't know. They're not doing a very good job of, if, if they think that they have good refs, the league isn't doing a very good job of protecting them.
0: Well, and if, let's you say know? he was demoted and they, the, the league was just covering their tracks and, and Haberstro's report was correct. Like, that's, you're setting this up for like even more of this stuff to happen. You know?
1: I mean, I, I thought also with the, you know, when they had the, uh, you know, with the with the technical rule, you know, what do you get? Sixteen or whatever.
0: Oh yeah, or, the Dylan Brooks. Uh, well, it's yeah. not the Dylan Brooks rule, but he's he might make it his rule after this year.
1: I mean, like, you know, that's like kind of a create to me. You get to suspend it for one game. Like, if it really matters, like, suspend them for at least. You have to suspend them for at least two. And if it's if somebody's a repeat offender,
0: I think it they, is it's escalating. It's kinda, I do is think it? there's. I think it is. I'm not a hundred. I mean, it's kind of no, uncharted territory. I, don't think I don't, So
1: no, because I think Draymond has, has done it twice now.
0: I feel like if you get in the 20s, it escalates or something. But you know, to your point, yeah, you, there needs well, to be I'm a saying, real like, penalty. A,
1: another another year, like you can't do it one. I mean, it kind of defeats the purpose if, if you do it one year and you get and you know you get to you get 16 and you get you, you get minus one. Say you get up in the 20s and it goes minus two. Then you do it again. The next year has to start at five. On the sixteen, you can't you can't drop it back to one. He clearly didn't learn his lesson. <laughs> you know? This is and, and then
0: you know the collective bargaining agreement will come into play, of course, because you're you're right. finding people game checks and things like that. But right. it's to your point, and especially when you bring up Draymond, like yeah. there's an absurdity right. to the way that Draymond conducts himself all the way deep into the finals. Like right. he's yeah, yeah. It, it, it's yeah. like he's daring the ref to throw out. Draymond Green, right, right. and, and, and it, the the behavior at that level is just crazy absurd. Like, right. I mean, you're just you're just accosting referees all game long, and there's no right. stopping. Um, but right. your and point, it's,
1: and you got to figure, you got to figure too, for those sixteen texts that he's got. There's no difference between those that the, the sixteen behavior things there than another forty five things. That he's done. So it's, we're talking like the, the the restraint of the refs is that he only has 16 techs. <laughs> he, he really should have somewhere in the like low 40s. And there's know? something...
0: Um, I, didn't, I didn't know that we were going to turn this into a referee discussion, but um, it actually kind of... I mean, it really matters like when it comes to how games are officiated. Like when we get into the playoffs here, obviously the refereeing changes. It gets a little bit a tighter whistle. Um, but the... Uh, I mean, some of the ways that we could fix this, I, I saw something from Monty Williams. He, he said a fourth referee might be a good idea. Um, these mm-hmm. guys are running three to four miles per game, he commented. And, you know, that you kind of remember that every once in a while and you know, that refs are in good shape. But by the way, you go try to referee a game without running and see how hard <laughs> it is. You know, to all you out there that want to, cr- you know, cram on referees right. all the time. Right, then do right. it with a three, four mile run. You know yeah. attached to it we're talking some serious like cognitive you know challenges to keep the oxygen going to your brain to see things at real time and, and make all these calls um i think they're up for the task i think these 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 guys are in shape um right. but you know the the thing that that i think most people are, are really struggling with are just the day-to-day non-call versus call stuff you know just what's a foul right. and what's not and right and that's also exasperated by the league because I don't know what year the gather step became a thing. The what now? The, the gather step. You know the 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 ability to, you know, back in back in my day, there was like, a, kind of an obvious like travel. You know, if if you <laughs> if you had taken two steps or more than two steps, pardon me, you were it was a travel. Right. At some point in time, it became like you kind of get three.
1: Yeah. Yeah no yeah it, it's yeah it's really, I don't know when
0: that ha- can anybody tell me when the gather step became a thing. I don't
1: know, but and it's you know it's coinciding with the uh, you know, and it's also at the same time it felt like they, they really allowed you to carry the ball, <laughs> you know, like some of the like carrying, and I know that at times in the year they they like call a couple, and it's probably better than it was last year, but I mean. Dudes are just running. It's like you know, you know, when you used to, be a little kid and like, and you have the little relays and you have like the potato on the spoon, you know, and you're running along with that. Well, that's basically how some dudes are going down down the lane. <laughs> they just like aren't even attempting. We're on their first initial shake move. They're not even attempting to like dribble the ball in a legal fashion (laughs) there like and then then you see the play on like you know on Sports Center or something and it's like yeah the guy got shook dude the the guy basically had it tucked in tucked under his arm like a running back before he you know like you're gonna shake anybody at any level if you could just hold on to the ball you know
0: it's crazy there's another aspect of this too it feels like kind of like how like everything good gets ruined eventually like you know there's there's something that everybody loves and then everybody kind of piles on and figures it out as fast as they can especially in the internet era it felt like 10 years ago basketball players whether it's the use of film or you know additional training staff or just new training methods they like just figured out how to draw fouls every which way possible they're yeah. like, OK, I'm James Harden. I can stick the ball as I'm driving to the lane. I'm going to extend the ball as far as I can in front of my body down to the ground and then yeah. lift it all the way up and catch as many arms as I can.
1: <laughs> like if, I, if I'm if i making this large of a movement, someone's bound to hit
0: my arm. Right? And, and he's doing that like two hours a day in practice, you know. <laughs> and and then you know
1: defensive slides today james no bro if you want me to get these 13 trips to the line i gotta I got work on this and, and you know
0: who's doing a great job of this is De'Aaron fox is like they're kind of like approaching drives to the lane like a triple jump you know like i'm <laughs> gonna like hop with one foot over here diagonally as long as humanly possible I'm going to slow it down and I'm going to hop over here as long as humanly possible. And like I hit oh. the brakes and they just fly right by all that no. stuff. Like the deceleration game, like Harrison Barnes didn't have a deceleration move in his bucket, you know, when he was in Dallas at all. And then all of a sudden, like one guy did it. It was like Manu started doing the Euro step and everybody's like, oh, OK. And actually, it's probably the Europe guys figuring out half this stuff. Right, um, but you know, they
1: don't, it's funny because they don't call they, they don't call them any fouls in Europe. Yeah, like European games are way more physical game. <laughs> they they allow them to to uh, you know do the bar with the forearm. They do a lot more grabbing, and their when they get to their playoff round, there's a lot more holding and stuff. It's not as bad as like you know eight early late eighties or early nineties, but like it's it's a it's what I feel is the only way that you can play high level ba- defense on bas- in a basketball game. Like if you're not allowed to touch people like people are wondering why are all these 50 point games every other day? Like it's because you're not allowed to touch anybody. You cannot play defense in the NBA without using your hands effectively. It's just, it's just an impossibility. The guys are way too skilled. They're allowed to carry. There's you know it's just it's just, just it's not possible.
0: Yeah, it's and and I think that's where the frustration is is because like a fan base sees like a call that's not made for them. And then they get upset because the consistency is not there, but it's just too damn hard to referee. I think when there's at the end of the day, it's like you're going to give the offensive player the ability to carry the ability to make non-natural basketball moves, which they kind of stopped calling in the last, say like third of the season. They're just letting people kind of go back to the old Trey young jump backwards thing. Yeah. And then you're also giving the offensive player this Euro step game where If they create the contact and they're moving almost like in these unnatural directions towards the hoop, they're creating the contact that looks like a foul, you know, in in the old school, sort of like, are you set? Are you centered? Are you in between the, the offensive player and the hoop? You know, like the angles are all screwed up. Yeah. And so there's there's calls that are just being missed and teams are upset and players are upset. And I'm very curious how it's going to be refed in the playoffs, because it's going to impact at least one of these teams. We'll talk about the Sacramento Kings. Um, anything else on the refs while we're bagging on them or I don't know? Yeah. Yeah. I don't
1: know. It's kind of a mixed bag <laughs>
0: a bagging and a supporting.
1: <laughs> but, yeah, but that that warrior thing was ridiculous. I mean, it, it was clear that no one knew no one knew what was going on. The the, guy, the only person that knew what was going on was the, the the ref that had the ball in his hand. The other refs weren't really sure. Dallas sure as hell didn't know what was going on. And, and the Warriors really didn't and, know what was
0: going on. And this matters, on. by the way. Dallas not- tied at 13 games back with the Lakers and the Pelicans for the 8, 9, and 10. And by the way, the Thunder also tied at 13 games back. The Jazz at 13 and a half. I mean, you got one, two, three, four, five, six teams within a game surrounding the the seven and ten slots um and the warriors sneak up and get a little breathing room after really it kind of looked like they were like on their way out um yeah yeah so we'll go through them all here um memphis let's i guess let's start at the top we'll go memphis um i mean yeah everybody's talked probably talked out on the john morant stuff um just silly stupid but Memphis, like, like that team has had sort of an identity of trying to maybe replicate the Pistons of the 80s. I don't know. I don't really know what's going on in their heads over there. I know Dylan Brooks is a team leader. <laughs> has been installed as such for a few years now. They've let yeah. him do what he wants on the floor. That, to me, is always a measure of who leads the team. You're going to let whoever do whatever they want on the floor. Sure. Um, 31 and 5 at home, Memphis Grizzlies. 14 and 22 away, and a lot of talk about what they do when they're away. Yeah. <laughs> uh, point differential as big as anybody in the, the West 3.9 their, their average wins. I've always looked at that, especially as we get to the end of the year, because it um, kind of is a good indicator of how good a team is. Um, where are you at with these guys?
1: I, I just don't think that they get it as far as... And I'm just talking about on the court. I mean, well, I, it, it all leaks together. It is not so much the jaw stuff. That stuff, I don't know. I think maybe that was a little bit overblown. Um, but I, I think
0: that... Maybe unnecessary, the jaw stuff? Like, unnecessary well, from, like, why Why do you got to pull the gun into the, into the shot?
1: Yeah, but I also feel like it's... Uh, um, i don't
0: know oh, no, like, and then maybe just also like kind of a bigger deal from the part mem- of the media and the league side then
1: yeah i mean well i just think like he's making a lot of dumb decisions but i don't think that i think the decisions are dumb from his perspective i think he's i think you know from a obviously from a dollar uh, from you know advertising and stuff he's not putting himself in the um, best light with corporate America, but just on a personal note, you know, trying to replicate that life, e- you're gonna run into the wrong person one of these times. You know, like the, these people that live that life don't care that you're Java. If well, they're if, happy if, that you're John Morant, if you're, Grant, frankly, if you're if you're at you, a club and you march in with your twenty dudes and there's some drug dealer or something and they've got the girls and then those girls get up and leave. Like you might have a problem. And if you're, if you're not really in that, which John, that life which John Morant certainly is not, you you just don't want to be perceived that way. It's just dangerous. So, so I think like, so for my perspective it's it's more on for him I don't think that he's influencing the world's children or anything like that some of the crazy stuff I heard you know role modeling but you know for his own safety it's not wise to to behave like that
0: safety like and let's say it's (laughs) let's take it out of the realm of danger to him but it'd be like somebody in his crew somebody you know and and the, the, the fact that he is John Morant if you're having a bad day and you got no, um, you know, limits to what you, you could do, you know, you're talking in a scenario like that, like all of a sudden taking down John Moran actually probably feels like (laughs) better than the average takedown, you know? Um, Right. So read you loud and clear on that. And then on the court, like they've, it's funny, (laughs) they played this brash style and, and I don't know what the, you know, the bleed over is between on and off the court, but like, it's very distinct like they never really run the most optimal thing right it's kind of like jaw left jaw right okay bane you do your thing really like bane always have like bane um and then jaren just kind of like beating his guy but it's never really synchronized to me at least
1: right and they they they're just really struggle in crucial, in my opinion, is in crucial possessions. Like, they never get a good shot in a crucial possession. They might make a shot, but it's never a good thing. It never seems to make sense with what the continuity of the game has been. You know, it's either, you know, I mean, we've talked many times about just the, the Dylan Brooks, you know. Notice I didn't thinking. even mention him when
0: I said the last three things. Like, he just <laughs> put on top of all of that.
1: Yeah, he's, yeah right. So, you know sometimes he makes those shots most of the times he doesn't some of the jaw stuff at the end you know in those crucial possessions it's like you know they should get into their action quicker like he just did the last four thing times down the court he did one thing and it's worked and then he'll just for with no adjustment to the defense he'll do something else and it won't, and so it's like yeah it's not optimal I and mean, yeah it's just not optimal what they do and especially in those in those crucial times i don't mind being i mean the brashness is fine and like getting up and playing hard d that's fine but like that the extra chippiness that that is really bizarre considering that you know, you haven't done anything. And I'm not, I'm not trying to, you know, I'm not jumping on the war. I mean, the Clay Thompson counting off rings every time that there's any kind of conflict is it's, it's getting, it's getting a little played out, bro. Like, you know, like, well, save your, you know, save your powder for Golden State. We, but anyway, we'll, we'll get to them. But, but yeah, but, uh, yeah, the, the, they're just, their, their bravado but, is, uh, it's, it's not. That, the healthiest thing
0: that's like the okay i think you're getting at the center of the memphis thing that i've been trying to articulate without the ability to write or talk very much uh, <laughs> the the brashness is it's like it defines them it defines the style of play it defines everything that they do and to you were saying that you know they haven't really earned it and that's i guess what makes it interesting maybe that's the fuel to their brashness is they think there's a lot of doubters out there um but it's this kind of arrogance to the way that they play where they don't think they need to rely on maybe a you know a good tempo to develop good shots you know there's a lot of take turn stuff going on um, right even organizationally i think like they've done some stuff that's just been weird like they just <laughs> let melton walk Now melton's up in philly <laughs> doing melton things and they love him in philly and and he's just a key contributor to a potentially championship squad it's like you just let him walk and you also limited his minutes when he was there you know and you had your guys it was always a your guys kind of a situation where you never really leaned into what was best for the team at the time and i wonder how much all that will catch up with them um you know as as they need somebody like a melton in the playoffs um But they got uh I, I think jaron jackson is like so underrated in terms of what kind of pressure he puts on the other team um defensively obviously you know there's very few players like him in the league maybe like a handful um right and then offensively he can kind of do what he wants against a lot of different players and that feeds back into the take turns thing it's like okay jaw's gonna do his thing now jaren's gonna do his thing and then dylan brooks is gonna take the ball from both of them and never give it back and maybe your best odds play would be letting bane do some stuff um but what will they do when when the lights are on
1: yeah they, they this this movement of that all the organ, a lot of organizations talk about is of of player freedom with like, when you have like an all-star and stuff, or you have one of these really, really high-end players. And I think, you know, Jaren Jackson, the main thing has been his health, right? Like I I thought that he could take this jump last year, a little bit the year before, but there's always seems to be some injury that or multiple injuries in the year that keep him out of games as he starts to get momentum. But it's this, this movement (laughs) where everyone's like, let the player let the let your star do their thing it's like well it it, it doesn't really show that it can work like over the last like 30 years like the most like structured teams offensively have won the most and that's just the way it is i mean you can only rely on take turn basketball okay if you have like dwayne wade and lebron in their prime and they're playing take turn offense like and even that didn't really work. <laughs> they, no. they, weren't a, they weren't a good offense. They were they were a phenomenal defensive team, you know. That got a bunch of turnovers. But you know the, the whole like just let them go. I mean, n- no, that's not. That, that is an
0: incredible it. segue, it, just like an incredible segue to the Sacramento Kings because, like, watching the Kings play, I've watched every game for like ten years now. So like. Um, this year has been a treat. I'll, I'll, yeah. I'll just say that like DeMontis Sabonis is just so much fun to watch on offense. Like it's an <laughs> orchestrated. Yeah, I know I had the, the qualifier there. Uh, it's just an orchestration, you know, and De'Aaron Fox has completely stepped into all the expectations from like his first and second year, you know, or right. you think what could he look like with a shot, you know, with, right. a, with a good jumper. And, So and and I've got my own separate thing I've got to kind of either write about or talk about with, um, you know, Fox and and the Kings and all of that. But like in the context of the playoffs and where they're at right now, what I've been just so amazed by is, you know, we start this season with, you know, however many competitive teams in the West, like eight, nine, ten competitive teams. And, you know, the talk is like any of them are good. It feels like all of them, with the exception of like Denver. You know, we don't I mean, Phoenix is going to be great with Durant. So, like, that's a new thing. You know, we haven't seen it yet because the guy can <laughs> himself in the first game <laughs> in warm ups. Uh, you can't make this stuff up this year, you know, but like after the Denver, you know, Phoenix kind of crew. And they, we just talked about Memphis and they're pretty damn elite. So we'll kinda, I'll personally just keep them in that sort of top tier everybody else has crumbled and also everybody else has played so incredibly dumb. Like, like I, I'm just kind of struck by like, here's a team in the Kings where like, I'd say a good third of the league playing them attacked Sabonis in the pick and roll. And I would say out of that third of however many games there have been this year, 70 games out of that third, maybe like 10 times, five to 10 times this year did a team stick with it. So like 80 style basketball, I know I can you. Right. I'm just going to keep going at it until you fall out. Right. Right. That tells me these teams aren't serious. There's that's a term going around on the internet right now, especially out of warriors. Twitter is it's like, they're always like Jordan Poole's not serious. Um, like <laughs> you're not, if you're not going with your best stuff and this, this goes back to your Jaron Jackson point is like, okay, cool. You want to let Jaron Jackson do whatever the hell he wants cool is that good for him is that good for your team like are you are you doing it for player empowerment reasons because you don't want to piss off jaron jackson right you know what's going on with these teams because the other two-thirds of the game i'm laughing because i'm like you're gonna let Demontis sabonis go down to the post and just destroy you all game long you know taking all the momentum in the world and you're not gonna make him pay for it on the other side right (laughs) give me the sacramento kings Yeah All day long And that's why they're in the third seed Right Everybody else around them Has crumbled They're playing smart basketball Which is a thing I can't believe I'm saying (laughs) Like really smart basketball I mean And and they got Malik Monk Kevin Herter um, Keegan Murray That Monk Monk thing was like That's a highway robbery right there I
1: mean yeah
0: He's good man Like (laughs) Herder was was, was was hybrid robbery too last year. Herder Herder was hybrid robbery, and it was you know you don't hear a lot of Kings fans talking about that they didn't pick up Bogdan Bogdanovich anymore. They were so pissed about not picking up Bogdan Bogdanovich despite watching his knee like dangling the entire time he was in Sacramento. Uh, Literally, you you got Kevin Herder now. You don't got Bogdanovich. You can't stay on the floor. Atlanta for some reason paid again. Um, But I mean that's they don't make mistakes. It feels like they're just out there playing smart offensive basketball, and they're still giving up about 125 or whatever per game. You know, um, defensively, this is always going to be the question: is can they hang on? Um, right. So I've got a couple key questions here. One, in the playoffs, when the clutching and the grabbing is is increased, and is more allowed? Can the Kings? take advantage of that kind of an environment to muddy up the game and not let DeMontis get exposed. Because I think the minute you run at him every single time and he starts getting into foul trouble, right. I think they start to fall apart. And I don't think they can hold off teams and you know do the outscore them thing, which they've been yeah, able
1: kinda, to do. It kind of just depends. I mean, I think a first round win is going to go a lot Going to do a lot for their confidence. And I just don't know that any of these teams in that plan, because I think that's where, I mean, maybe the Clippers fall into that and somebody else comes out, but I think.
0: Right now, they're set to face the Warriors, three versus six. But. Well, in the second round. In the second. Right, right, right.
1: In the second round, I think a first round win is going to do a lot for him. Well, no, they'd face him if, in
0: the they'd face him in the first round, three versus who?
1: six. No, they'd play the they'd play the. Oh yeah, you're right. Yes, yes, they're, you're right. What um, you're
0: but the, saying, though, I mean, those.
1: like the Warriors. <sighs>
0: And by the way, that, this could change he, a million times.
1: Before, yeah, before the no, end of the I, I think that they're going to go to five. I think the, that the Clippers are the ones that are, if they stay in that top six. Which, by be, the way, what?
0: that Clippers game was one of the best basketball games I've ever seen. Against? Against the Kings, where they went for 170 against each other. I uh, didn't see that one. Um, it, what, what was crazy about it was the defense wasn't that bad. And it might've spoken to the earlier conversation about players being able to do so many different things because they were just making shots yeah. against each other. Um, now the the Clippers are different because of, you know, the Paul George injury. So that, that that's going to be an interesting thing.
1: Yeah. The, the, the war we'll get to in a minute, but if it is the Warriors, I mean, if they don't beat the Warriors, it's just because they don't think they can. Like, Steph will go nuclear. That's that's fine and there's really nothing you can do about that. But like they, they they're just not very good. They, they you like everyone's like so afraid to say the Warriors aren't going to win. Like you can't win playing that bad of a defense. You know, you, you just can't win. You can't win a championship. <laughs> like they, they maybe they do beat the Kings. They've got so much experience close down the stretch. Obviously the pendulum swings to the Warriors. But they can't stop anybody. They they really can't. Like I, I you know, I watch. What's that, that all Warriors about? Like, you
0: watch more Warriors than I do. That's funny because yeah, I'm a Warriors fan and you're not. But go on. Well,
1: because they don't they don't have any defenders. I mean, like you know, they, Draymond is plays defense with his brain. He's to say he's lost his step is a drastic understatement. Yeah.
0: Statement. Yeah.
1: Um, Clay is done. An, Average defender now like he too can he too can get in some spots and but he's you know he's just you he can't have that many lower leg injuries and and still be a, a good defender Pool is terrible Pool's is atrocious and then you know then they do they they do a lot of their you know because they can't play any d they have to um move looney off off the court a lot so you know um there's no rim protection. So as long as, if you're committed to the paint, like, they can be had. They could really be had. I thought that they might, you know, the only thing that, that really works is if, you know, when Kaminga's in and he doesn't have to like, be on the perimeter, then he's, he's a fairly decent rim protector and that helps them a lot. Um, But like, they're just not a good defensive team. And, it's and almost like never... they're
0: praying that Gary Payton can hold up. Like they're going to throw a bunch of duct tape on him and, right. and just like, all right, man, like go as long as you can.
1: Yeah. Cause that, I mean, cause you know, with no Wiggins and Wiggins was their best defender, Toscano Anderson and Payton were just, I mean, Payton was to me, him or Drew Holiday were the best perimeter defenders in the league. And Toscano Anderson was just a dog. I mean, you're taking three, High, high, high end defenders off your squad, and it's just not easy to replace it's, it, we, for an aging team.
0: No, you know? I, I will say this if in a the theoretic 3 6 with the Golden State Warriors, Draymond versus Sabonis is it's p- potentially crushing for the Kings in that the refs are going to give Draymond all sorts of calls, I think, you know, against sure. Sabonis and Sabonis. It's funny. Sabonis just complains all all game long, and it feeds into my anti-complaining bias. Um, right. And it reminds me—it's almost sacrilege to say this—but reminds me of Shaq. He initiates so much contact that you know he's he's dislodging defenders every time down the floor. So the mm-hmm. refs are kind of like, uh uh-uh, uh man, we're not calling that touch foul on, on on the defender after you just buried him with your shoulder. Like, right. it, it's just not going to happen." So you cross that with the, the ability to get him to foul trouble defensively um, where then the refs also have a bias against him because he's been crushing people on offense. It's like, okay, man, you can't have it every single way. You know, if you're going right. to play this physical and then you're coming out here and you get beaten and you hit the guy with your shoulder on the way up, you know, we're going to call it. Right. Um, but kind of to pivot this thing back towards the Kings, um, you did mention something about um, if it was crunch time, that the Warriors would have an edge and the De'Aaron Fox crunch time stuff right now is like, to me, it like feels like he's on like the world's biggest heater. Like he is that good. He is, um, you know, he, he's, he, he, he was all, it was always what if De'Aaron Fox had a shot, you know, like a, a good shot, a jump shot. And he, he has that with the dribbles. He has that with, you know, the speed and the elevation. And it's like, he can almost do anything he wants now. Um, And he's just, he's like football fields ahead of the the next best crunch time scorer.
1: Yeah. The problem is in the playoffs, like it's different enough. Like you don't see a lot of like crazy step back through the leg threes from Steph in the playoffs. Right. Especially in those crunch moments. He's pretty much going to get to the paint. You know, like he's gonna, he'll you know, they'll run him through the stuff, but if they'll run him through the screens and all that. But like, if it's like when it's getting down to it, he's gonna like, he's gonna take you to the hole. And he, he did that. I mean, you saw that like in big time fashion against uh, Boston, against you know a premier defender and Marcus Smart, really went to the whole bag. Both hands, the floaters, the in-between game, a lot of you know free- free throw line dreaded long twos, hmm. and and you, and so I would worry in that in a matchup like that, like the things that you know this is the first taste of success, and so if you're the Aaron Fox, you're gonna like stick with what's been working. Mm-hmm. And then in the playoffs it doesn't work, you know. Like it's a learning curve. I think they're. I mean, they're there. I mean, they're 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 there. But if but they definitely need to be. If they're playing the Warriors, they definitely have to put a little bit of beat down on them going into the uh, going yeah. into the
0: fourth. The, the funny thing is, the Kings is like, and I agree with everything you just said. Um, the the thing about the Kings that's just been so weird is like I kind of figured them out about midway through the season, or maybe even like a, the, the first third of the season. It was like great offense this is how you beat them defensively, you know, kind of what what are all the pieces and the Kings actually going to do? You figured that out. Okay, cool. We kind of know what you are. Then the rest of the league just sort of crumbled around them. And I, I don't want to take anything away from their success at the three seed with the 43 and 29 record and, you know, winning both home and away. I mean, God, it's just like, I think they have the best away record by far in the uh, Western Conference right now. Which might speak to the fact teams might be taking them a little lightly, but I think it's the bigger picture of like teams haven't played them smartly, like mm-hmm. they haven't they haven't done anything to push the buns. And in fact, after the All Star break, I haven't seen anybody attack Sabonis in the pick and roll. It's like I mean they're just running just random crap, you know, for yeah. like their fourth best option, and you know that guy hasn't gotten a shot in a while, and they just you know. <laughs> pop off with something stupid and you just laugh because the that was like a king's just run the other way and they run something smart and then you know they're just dominating um these games but um yeah in the playoffs there's there's going to be the additional um you know focus uh on de'aron fox additional focus on on what the kings do best um I, i think they'll be fine offensively you're right about the crunch time stuff um You know, De'Aaron's not going to get away with a lot of... He has some pet moves that are kind of unstoppable. Um, I think a little of that's going to go away. And who knows, though? Um,
1: Yeah, I I just like... I like the chances a lot more against the Clippers. Or if certainly if one of these outside, if anyone... uh, I don't think New Orleans has a chance. But certainly if, like, OKC the Lakers, certainly Dallas or Minnesota. I mean, that's definitely... If one of them, if specifically Dallas or Minnesota, if either of them is able to get to that sixth spot, the Kings have to win that series. Yeah. They have, to, they have to win that series because, I, I mean, the, Dallas is garbage and mm-hmm. Minnesota... Dallas is garbage
0: beyond garbage.
1: Beyond. I mean, like, just beyond. They... I, it was such a sad um thing.
0: What's Luca going to do when Kyrie starts playing his own game? Or what's Kyrie going to do when Luca's like, I ain't doing this? Like, I'm not going to let you just take the ball and just do whatever you want. I. <laughs> I, the Dallas thing is hilarious. Um,
1: the good thing is there's only, there's only a couple more games of it, you know? Got, what have they got like 10 games left in the regular season and then what? I mean, they're already kind of operating...
0: Two, two, two to five games
1: in the, in the postseason.
0: Yeah, they're already kind of playing alternate games right now. And yeah. I, I'm so curious what's going on behind the walls there. Um, the Minnesota thing is interesting because I think Mike Conley makes them at least not an easy out. Like... I think
1: there's an adult in the room now.
0: Yeah, that's it. That's all you needed. (laughs) He played with Rudy, you know, so like there's that cat's back. So, oh boy, you know, (laughs) get ready. And, and some of the stuff that, that he like, he re-injured his calf halfway through rehab. Mm -hmm. And and I'm just so curious about the conditioning element there with him. You know, overall, (laughs) he's always been a little heavy. Never, you know, struck me as somebody that, was super dialed in on the on the working out um so that's just a a random thought there but uh mike conley makes that team like a viable like i'm not gonna just write them off like i'm ready to write dallas off in the sense that like i'll 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 give you a dallas win if luca and kyrie go nuclear you know like can't get stopped like i don't know who i would give you that win against i wouldn't give it against denver i don't think i'd give it against memphis no, I, I, I probably would start listening at three or below, but not against like Phoenix or something, you know, and the Lakers, you know, I, I don't actually, I'm just, can I omit that I said the word Lakers? Yeah, I'm going to omit that, that I said the word Lakers or Pelicans or th- like, can I just say though, what the hell is going on with these teams? Like the Lakers, Pelicans, like, man, talk about implosions. <laughs> I mean, there was a stretch like a week and a half ago
1: that the Lakers really could have made some noise and they, they lost some games and they lost to Houston. and they, I mean, like, they were close to, like, kind of being in that seven. And, I mean, it's, they're only, you know, half a game or two games, I guess, out of, uh, you they, know, they could be the sixth seed. They, they could, but, like, they're so, I mean, like, I mean, I've said it a million times. If your plan, if your plan relies on Anthony Davis, you don't have a plan. Even when he's, well, he's healthy. so good, cause Even when he's he- healthy, he just takes, he takes so much time off during games. Like, you just can't be an elite player and take that much time off during a game.
0: And they all look like, like they don't like each other. Huh? Like they all look. The why that you get the rumors of like is Anthony Davis mad at LeBron and and vice versa. They all look like they hate each other. They look like they hate Darvin Ham. They look like they hate Austin Reeves. No, I'm kidding. Yeah. I, I, I mean, they, they just look like they hate each other. Yeah. Did you, I mean, and, and did you see the way Anthony Davis handed that game over the other night with a foul on the three point shooter? <laughs> the camera work wait, the, on that was wait the
1: one wait wait the one where he missed the free throw and yeah. then like dropped back and when it was a, when they had a two point lead and he drops past the free throw line for no good that, reason mean, for no reason at all you mean that one you want yeah, to tell me he's was...
0: a good defender people <laughs> i'm sorry like i watch every time i watch a lakers game i see five of those <laughs> at least
1: Yeah, that was pretty, that was pretty, whenever I do
0: the talk on the Kings and stuff, like, you know, last year with Fox, he was doing the same thing, you know, like players, like when they figure it out and they want to defend, they, they look a lot different when, than, than when they haven't figured out or they don't want to defend. Anthony Davis does not want to defend. (laughs) He's taken half the game off and you guys are still out there calling him a good defender. I'm sorry.
1: (laughs) 75. Great. Seventy-five
0: greatest. Right oh my there. God! <laughs> um, I'm sorry the- I said the word Lakers. <laughs> yeah, I'm a Thunder fan. I'm a Jazz fan. I want to see mass chaos. I want to see the Jazz and Thunder in the the nine and ten or the seven and the eight. You know. <laughs> Give me something to root for here, people. I, I, I or I guess I could root against the Lakers. I don't know what to make of the Pelicans. It feels like bad organization stuff. There, like they quit. Yeah, I
1: mean, I, I think that. Yeah, they. they I think the. Um, I think the Zion stuff is just a little too much to get over. I mean, you just can't. I mean, he's the best well, Ingram, too
0: Ingram. I mean, I don't know about his injury situation, but it certainly at least one story came out of New Orleans that got buried really quickly. I might add, where a front office source was was uh, sourced as that the team was frustrated with Brandon Ingram and his return yeah. and
1: I mean that's kind of the new i mean, we see a lot of people make business decisions in the n b a when they don't think that
0: things are going well. Yeah, exactly. When they, if you, if you go and you look at Zion and you go, I don't think that guy's playing again this year. Yeah. I don't think we have a chance. Why would I push through my toe injury? Right. You know, that kind of thing.
1: And it's, and it's a, it's not, it's normal. Um, it's, it's, it's the normal thing to do considering what the NBA has, done with the load management why why should why should I let you load manage me I'll load manage myself you know like it's it's kind of when you once you start as your as a core piece of your organization is that it's okay to throw games which is basically what load management is you 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 have to expect that players are going to start doing it on their own <laughs> it's, not, it's it's, it's a complete thing about the money thing.
0: involved i mean like you're gonna go sure. get a 200 million dollar contract next time out if you're brandon ingram you know right and or you might get 10 you know if right. you if you screw your toe up and you can't play right. ever again 200 right. or 10. yeah you make the call i mean it's just so yeah. easy um it's but you know, look at the Knicks. You know those guys can't. They're like dragging themselves across the finish line because because Tibbs won't let them take a break. Um, you know, there's there's differences in, in in how you you go about it. Um, some teams, and this is a great time to switch into the Clippers because this is a team that traded the farm to get Kawhi and Paul George. Yeah. And when they're playing, I mean, Kawhi. Kawhi's bad gear, whatever we want to call his bad gear, is better than most of the league. Right, like he, I, I, it's like he learned how to play correctly and then, you know, kind of just moved backwards from there. You know, with some of the non-defense, <laughs> some of the shot selection stuff. Well,
1: you see? He didn't even get a shot up the other night. <laughs> the end of that last game. Uh, that last night, like, was it like two nights ago? I'm trying to remember who they played. I mean, he was driven around like a crazy person, uh, trying, to, <laughs> trying to get a, a switch on a screen. And then it was just like, it was awful. It was, it was maybe the worst possession I've ever seen him in.
0: <laughs> well, and the Clippers have looked that bad all year. I'm, I've been like looking at the standards. I'm like, the Clippers got 39 wins? How the hell did yeah. they win 39 games? Like, I feel like they should have won 25 games. You know, they've been that bad on on the floor um it's it's the decision making stuff it's like Kawhi goes and does his stuff and then paul george goes and does his stuff and then marcus morris goes and does his stuff and you're like why the hell does marcus morris get to go do his stuff right like like, why is that even a part of this
1: and i i also felt like and I, I guess he's playing a little bit better now, but the, the, the passion of which they went after Russell Westbrook oh my God. was so, like, kind of crazy to me. <laughs> like, and I like Russell Westbrook, and I think he got the raw end of the deal. Like, anybody that ever watched it play knew that him and LeBron and AD was a bad combo, but, like, you know, he still is a very hard guy to fit into a team. And the idea that they were so, like, so hard, so all in immediately. Like, it felt like before the Lakers even got rid of them,
0: that <laughs> they were just like. It kind like, of feels like Balmer's running the team. Like, I, I have no info on that, by the way. But like, I
1: don't either, but
0: but, but like,
1: doesn't, it doesn't reek of a Jerry West decision, <laughs> that's for sure. <laughs>
0: no, and then, I mean, they went out and they, like, you know, go after Mason Plumley, and it kind of made sense a little bit when it was, like, uh, Zubach's calf was, you know, messed up. It's like, maybe that maybe the Zubac is really hurt and they just needed another, you know, right. body. But then, no, no, no. They just felt like bringing in Mason Plumley, you know, yeah. and, and, and that was going to, you know, between that and Russ... That was going to be the thing that got them across the finish line. Um, now Paul George is, to me, I feel like Paul George is done. I don't know, like
1: for the season. Yeah, I mean, I, I would. I mean, a sprained knee for him. It's on the same bad leg, leg that he broke. I think. Um,
0: and he didn't look good before he got hurt. Like
1: yeah, I, I felt like he, you know, and again, this whole like load management doesn't work. Like, people can say whatever they want to about, like, the the Tibbs thing. There's no evidence that load management works. (laughs) Like, look at all the Warrior injuries. Look at all the Clipper injuries. Like, just look at the continuity. The the Clippers look bad because they've never played together for more than five games in a row. That's why why they always look bad. You can't have the the most ball-dominant people. Between Kawhi and Paul and George, playing every six games, it's just, you're never going to look good. They, n- they literally have no idea what they're doing.
0: And, and their deep playoff run was kind of it felt lucky. You know when Paul George went nuclear and, and right. they made it to the Western Conference Finals, like that. I don't know. Like everybody got hot at the same time.
1: Yeah, Re- man, Reggie was Jackson was, was
0: was like looking like Steph for a little bit there. Um, right. And then the following year, he did not look like that. <laughs> and then the following year, he was pretty much out of the league. <laughs> um, so like the Clippers, uh, I mean, they can't be I, I think that they're I think that That's- they don't like each other as well. Like I saw a rumor today, Ty Lu possibly wanting out. It, <laughs> like, did Ty Lu just basically like, OK, I just can't deal with this anymore? You know, like there's there's load management everywhere. I don't know who I'm coaching on a given night. <laughs> it's a different team every five days. is just like telling me I gotta pick up Mason Plumley. I just gotta do it. And Russ. <laughs>
1: There's, there's a reason that we don't have coaches in pickup games because they're not necessary. <laughs> You're just going to get together with a random group of people. <laughs> then, what, what are you going to have? What's the coach going to do for you? <laughs> That's what the Clippers are. <laughs> they're a random bunch of – they're a random, random group of dudes. That, that meet at the That meet at the Staples Center every once in a while
0: I, I really wish I could remember The name of the guy in the Kawhi uh, Adidas commercial He's he's a singer, rapper, I don't know what he does He hosted Saturday Night Live the other day I, I just want to, there's a joke there that I'm gonna to Expect to see him on the floor next It's uh <laughs> I don't know who the guy is so uh. I think he dunks in the commercial though he, he must be pretty tall Um, But yeah, now the Clippers Are a total mess and We'll see what happens. I mean, Balmer mortgaged the future for that thing, and you know they're going to be in a new arena at some point if they're not already there. He had a great moment, cause I thought of I thought of us when he was um, expounding upon how many toilets are at the new arena. (laughs) I didn't see that. Yeah, I look it up, man. He was so he was super excited about the toilets, and you know,
1: you know what? I I actually like that. It's not too not too many um, billionaires. Are well versed on the uh, toilet count at the given office, so I wanna, I wanna, I wanna, I wanna give him some props for being detail oriented.
0: There's, there's a skit of Balmer, you know, going into the the public toilets and peeing like an everyman. Somewhere in there, holding a conversation, definitely looking at you too long. <laughs>
1: Definitely taking the urinal right next to yours when there's like 15 open ones. Hi. Uh,
0: okay. So we got the Suns and a little bit more on the Warriors, maybe. Um, like, I mean, the Suns are kind of like that grade you get in class with an I, and incomplete. Like, we don't know what. I mean, it's like we know what to say about them. They could be really freaking good. Right. But Chris Paul... I got no faith in that guy, None. yeah,
1: I mean you, you just have to imagine if you, i mean the blueprint has been set right the last couple of years. you just get on him and ride them up the court for for you know thirty minutes and it's just not gonna work out um am i am I wrong on that he's gonna he'll
0: he'll do his thing like but he'll take eight seconds. 12 seconds off the clock
1: right that's and that's the thing and you're I not know putting you at a
0: disadvantage because you did what you did
1: right I don't, I don't know that they have a backup plan right I mean
0: no Cameron yeah, Payne no, for, no, for as good as he played in the playoffs uh, two years ago no
1: no he hasn't been he's been a complete shell of that I don't know when is Aiton coming back I mean like
0: soonish
1: <laughs> but again this is another thing where just like It's as appealing as it looks. History says you can't just slap a team together with five games left in the season and expect to win a championship. It's just um, this is not a thing, you know, (laughs)
0: most disastrous moisture on the court issue of all time. Question mark like oh my goodness I mean how what was the tantrum like in that ownership office like dude there's a bunch
1: of towel boys that got that got let
0: go like five of them got let go and they weren't even involved that day
1: like you know like I'm kind of a like you know I believe in like you know kind of vibes and mojos and kind of things like that like with kind of a way like (laughs) that kind of what swirls around kevin durant constantly a lot of it in his own doing like doesn't it like kind of feel like this is the kind of thing that would happen <laughs> like,
0: you know, it's I'm, not I'm, just like i'm waiting to see this thing unfold right here the i mean mo-
1: like he just has a like hostile kind of existence you know what i mean yeah. like the, you, i'm not it's nothing to do with him as a person like seems like a perfect i'm sure he's a perfectly nice guy but there's always a there's always like an edge and a hostility that is always swarming it's usually of his own making and it's just like things are just always happening to him and yeah. it's, it's it's just it's just you know, like you know it's it's just energy his energy is is hostile and and it's like this is just, i mean who gets who gets a serious injury in a in a warm up like that you know like it's just it's just so yeah.
0: bizarre Okay, obviously you're being facetious at some level here i'm gonna just maybe correct me if I'm wrong or,
1: really I mean like you know or, like
0: let, allow me to embrace your theory here okay. okay. I'm going to blame Scott Brooks because of course I'm going to blame Scott Brooks. But no, I'm, 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 I think what you're kind of speaking to if correct me if I'm wrong is that he's kind of doesn't take responsibility for his own stuff. Like I, 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 or I maybe you can explain I, it better than I, I'm just guessing. Like,
1: like, you know, like it's just like, if you're Kevin Durant, you, you went to the Warriors okay, for whatever reason, you don't want to be there. There's nothing wrong with that. There's really nothing wrong with that. But like, it's like a, you know, like he goes into the next, you know, chapter with this like chip on your shoulder, but it's not a chip on your shoulder of like trying to prove you're wrong. It's a chip on your shoulder. Like everybody hates me. Right. it's like, well, well, no, no, no. Everybody doesn't, doesn't hate you. That That's really not a thing. Like you, you, you might, just cause you say it doesn't mean that's a thing, you know? And then it's like the, it's the, the coaches, it's a great place until they start saying no, you know? And then it's the coaches problem. The GM needs to go. And this version, you, you, he's bringing on all these people that, aren't good, you know, uh, you know, uh, J- Deandre Jordan and, you know, and just like constant, like fighting and uh, warring on Twitter. And like, it's just, it's so unnecessary for human existence. Especially when you're when you're so good at something, I I think I'll never be as good at anything as Kevin Durant is at playing basketball. You know, like that's a fact. That is a fact. There's two two parallel things.
0: Like one is he is like when you look at like what has basketball Twitter said about who the best player in the league is, you know, usually it's been either like LeBron or KD. For the last 10 years. And so he's been given that title, despite not being like the alpha that's won a championship, you know, and and when he won those championships with Golden State and got those finals MVPs, those were really screwed up, you know, like they, they got bequeathed to him. And so like, he never really won at the level of being the best player in the NBA. You know, so right. there's this tension there. I think like he's been so praised and so like and, and rightfully so, like the credit kind of has been due to him for what he's done, like at college. And then it is, you know, being a uh, high draft pick and then, you know, doing what he did early in his career. And then But where I come back to the Scott Brooks thing, and I'm going to actually put pause on that. But um, the responsibility for the way his career has gone I don't think he's taken that. And when I see somebody not taking responsibility for their own stuff, I kind of in my mind go, they deserve whatever's coming their way. You know, like if you're going to not take responsibility for why you didn't win in OKC, you know, yeah. if you're going to not take responsibility for why things didn't work out in Golden State, if you're not going to take responsibility. And when I say didn't work out, it means that you left and you picked like Kyrie as your running mate. Like that's not a win. That's that's right. that's a that's dealing from a position of loss. And right. so you're not going to take responsibility for why that happened. And now you're on the Suns, you know, and you were tradable because you asked to be traded. You know, you got <coughs> sent to a team for a frickin boatload of people and picks. And, you know, now all the pressure is on you. And maybe you don't live up to it because of a wet spot on the ground. You know, um, like but there's the the not taking responsibility slash victimhood and i don't even know if that's the correct word it might be too strong um but i come back to the scott brooks and why it was so just mind-numbingly bad as it was happening is that guy did them all such a disservice and and sam Presty for everything good he has done which most around the league say it's quite a bit of good that he's done um and, and look at the thunder and they're doing well and they got a million draft picks and all that but like they let that team do the star empowerment thing at a level I've never seen. I mean, like, I mean, Westbrook they, alone was crazy. Durant was yeah, crazy. I,
1: I don't know that you could, blame I don't know that I wouldn't blame. I would not blame Scott Brooks for that. That is, to me, an organizational, like, to me, a great parallel is, uh, is our, our your man in sack, like, all the, like he didn't not know how to coach before, but when you're when you're coaching for an organization that their sole purpose is to not piss one person off, you can't really do your job. You just can't do your job, and I think that that's and I don't know that you know you know post you know it's not like Scott Brooks has a ton of wins post, but he's had some. I mean post uh, OKC, but I wouldn't i'm not gonna put that completely on him
0: i'm not gonna put it completely on him but i think i'd probably put it on him completely as i said that but i'm gonna i'm gonna i'm gonna i'm gonna use some of your reframing and 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 borrow that because i and i've said this all million times like Presty allowed this to happen and Presti didn't step in when he needed to step in. Scott Brooks thought Kendrick Perkins was a good basketball player. Like, I'm fully convinced of that. Like, Scott Brooks (laughs) thought that Kendrick Perkins was bringing value to that team. And he was like, I've never seen a player hurt a team like Kendrick Perkins hurt that OKC squad. And they had a baka on the bench and yeah, Perkins was probably the favorite, you know, center for Durant and Westbrook. And they all thought that what he was doing was amazing. Like, and he wasn't shooting the ball. So, Hey, we love the guy, you know, like there was enough stupidity to go around, but like in terms of KD, like if you want to know why that team didn't win three championships, it was a collective decision to play Kendrick Perkins. You know, it was a collective decision to let Russ do whatever the hell russ wanted and kd to stand at the half court line and not be able to get the ball you know to the three three point line because he didn't know how to get you know some jj J. Barea off him or something you know it's <laughs> kd is is a complex topic obviously tucked into the bottom of a podcast here but he comes back and bam the Suns, you know they are the Suns at that point
1: the the only thing that they have is that everyone, you know, you look at their their what the four right now. So they're looking at possibly the warriors which could be an issue. Possibly the clippers, possibly someone else. But the one thing you and I think that you said it earlier, you know, and like the whole when when, he, when he's healthy, when the when the ball when the ball's turned in the air. I mean, you do get the full KD experience. That there is no no one can ever say that like that. That dude could just play. You know? Like he can just play, and he's such a good shooter that he could fit in anywhere. He's he's maybe the best player ever. Acquired? That could just yeah. That you can just plop in regardless of who's there, and you're gonna get the full thirty points a game. Flawless, you know, plays off the ball, does everything. I mean, he's that good. But like history just doesn't doesn't say that a starting lineup that's played. I mean, what are they going to get in eight games? Maybe, maybe.
0: maybe. You it, know, and that's it not depends even on the other guys as well.
1: Yeah, I mean, and We, I mean, it's really it, 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 the history does not say you can do that.
0: History does not say that and, you can do that. And they're not using Aiton well at all. Like the, the like we talk about Aiton, he's he's being misused almost every game he's out there. So right. that's it's like almost like you got to kind of put an asterisk next to Aiton with what he brings. Um, right, he's yeah, yeah. Now I will say this: Josh Akogi's pretty damn good. Like he's got a lot of physicality. He's got more offense than people give him credit for. And um, definitely, definitely. That that's that really, that's going to show up in the playoffs big. He's going to save their butts a few times. Um, but it's, you know, after that, it's it's, it's really, it's the, to me, it's the Chris Paul thing. And, you know, are you going to turn this into a two-man show with Booker and and Durant and, and become too predictable um, and not have enough connectivity, you know, because of the eight games or whatever that they're going to play with each other?
1: I mean, the, who had, the other thing that, you know, w- w- will benefit them considering the Chris Paul thing is do... I mean, I guess, do the Warriors really have, do the Warriors or the Clippers have a guy? I mean, the Warriors have a guy, but he's not going to be healthy enough to do the full, let's ride Chris Paul all the way up the court for 30 minutes. If, 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 if Peyton comes back, he's not going to be able to do that. You know, and I don't know outside of him, do they have a guy that could do that?
0: Maybe Dante.
1: Dante. Okay. Maybe Dante. Dante yeah. could Dante definitely could that's 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 where you that's where they could take the head off of Chris Pauls with DiVincenzo and,
0: and that's the thing and, and then they become Booker and KD taking turns which those how, can those two guys feed DeAndre Ayton because Ayton would Ayton becomes like massively important if he can go for 20 and 8 you know and yeah just be a 60% shooter and just you know take the pressure off of everything But if he's getting, like, 16, 14, 12 points per game, as has been the case pretty much most of the year, they become not ordinary, but, like, the whole super, you know, team, you know, thing in the last 10 games really, I think, catches up. them, And it will be down to matchups, too. Like, can you imagine if they fell to, like, you know, if they – well, right now they face the Clippers. That's good for them. That's something they're probably aiming for. Golden State – you know, like if they, they can get like a good first round matchup, you know, I was thinking if they fall and they get the king somehow, um, that might be favorable. Um, you know, if they can get a good first round matchup and get some reps, you know, and, and right. slingshot out of that into something better. Like, you know, if they go up against Memphis and I guess we'll look at this in a future podcast is like maybe the top and do some predictions and stuff. But like like would jaw ride Chris Paul the whole way up the floor. I don't think you no, would.
1: No, no, I would think you would maybe try to have Bane do it. But even that, like, you need his offense too.
0: Um, Bane's got a, a little bit of a center of gravity issue there against Chris Paul, where Paul might actually be able to make Bane pay. Yeah, like Bane. I like Bane like a lot. He's physically, you know, uh, pretty damn amazing. Like to be that strong
1: yeah he's tough enough but yeah i mean I, I, I mean i guess you have dylan brooks do it that that'll i guess maybe slow him down on the offensive side
0: <laughs> yeah, i would pay to see that just for the fun of it um, <laughs> like, like
1: you you let let him go up and down the court for 90 minutes the, the, at least maybe maybe they don't be too tired to talk about those terrible first, shots. First,
0: first i know that there's an idea the first team <laughs> defense stuff i'm hearing about dylan brooks i just like roll my eyes every time i see it like this guy's slow he's slow he's tough yeah and you know he's gonna take advantage of the playoff whistle but he's slow man like um but man, you know he'll throw a cameraman into the crowd with the best of them. Like <laughs> He's he'll, gonna be, he'll club a guy he'll... over the head who's defenses and leave him out for three weeks in the playoffs with the best of them. I mean,
1: <laughs> maybe when uh, when when uh, Pat Beverly retires and starts his you know daily podcast, like there'll be a day for Brooks, like doing Brooks call' it will be the all like all the all all talk, uh, you know. Fake all, all, defensive player.
0: The All Talk Pod. <laughs> you know, like maybe we should change like, our name. And the I feel all talk bad pod. because
1: Beverly was at one point a very elite defender, and then he stayed a good defender for a while. But like that, that think about shit. how much That's money
0: shit. he's earned being Patrick Beverly. I got no qualms with him doing what he's doing. And actually, you know what? Like Dylan Brooks, I don't. I think it sucks, and I hope that cameraman didn't get hurt. I, I think I read something that maybe he something happened with the cameraman or whatever. But, you know, minus serious injury considerations, you know, things like that. I don't mind these guys being goons. Like, I
1: No, it's not the it's not the goon. It's where like the, where the like where that like goodness, like far get like when your game is completely gone. And like Dylan Brooks is nowhere near that yet, but Pat Beverly's been there for a couple of years. People keep know? paying Where, him. I know, I know, no, no. And, and players term. believe he's good. That's the other
0: piece <laughs> of all of this: is the players think that Russ was like, you know, they just acquired an all-star. You know, Paul George is like, man, Russell Westbrook can put us over the top. Like his, you wonder about his his game film processing. You know,
1: well, I think like because they don't like. I mean, the best. Not, the best information they have is what they experience firsthand. So if you had a good run with Russ in OKC, and if you're a player and like, dude, you know, like Russ West, he just cooks me every time we play. He just, he, You know, he, he's never not went for 22 and uh, nine against me. Like you only have it's like it's like commentators, you know, like sometimes like when I'm watching like a local guy and they're talking about someone. And they're like, you're, they're saying how great they are. You're like, what are you talking about? It's like, well, they only saw him twice. You know, they only see him twice a year. So if, they, if, the, if the two times that they see him a year, he has a good game, they think he's good. And I think that happens with the players. That's why you don't want your players making decisions. It's, no. just, it's, it's the sole reason why you don't want players making decisions.
0: Honestly, like you, know? you, you kind of want some <laughs> fantasy nerd like you know yours truly or somebody that's like watching everything in the league at all times like at least feed them information right like
1: that's that's what that's what scouts are for like what's the point of paying all these people to 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 scout all this stuff out and then you're just gonna go ask kevin durant what he what he wants to do like what's the point player empowerment just man save, that's the, save point. the save, no save the money on the scouts and just have Kevin Durant do it <laughs> that's what I don't understand like go all the go all in <laughs> just,
0: just sit out with LeBron after the season but to bring it all home <laughs> a la LeBron they don't want the responsibility associated with the decision making they want the decision making but they don't want the responsibility for it and that leads to bad karma which leads to a slip and fall in the (laughs) warm-up of your first game with the team that traded 500 draft picks to get you via a new owner (sighs) it's been a blast cause i love it i love it i love it i love it i can't wait to do another one of these um you know predicting outcomes uh let me do a quick ask quick ask who you got coming out of the west still denver
1: yeah, <laughs> I mean, like I want to be. Excited. They're, they're so pissed at ex-
0: themselves right now because they're just like what five and five in their last ten.
1: Yeah, I would Jokic love is, to be. Jokic is a, about the, the target them. of
0: an MVP conversation gone awry.
1: That's so funny. <laughs> that whole thing is really funny. I, like I, you know, I've been pretty high on Denver the last you know couple of years. Just you know the Jamal Murray health thing has been the issue and then he's back and it's just, man, you know, you love Michael Malone as far as like good decision-making and from coaching pre- preparedness, but they are just kind hard of
0: to hard to get, get the final a... on,
1: aren't they? Yeah, they're tough. That's they why just... I think
0: a lot of folks, including yours, truly are looking downstream, I don't know what the Kings are at, but I got them at plus 4,000 to get out of the West and oh. then plus 10,000 100 to 1 odds to win it all. And I'm, I mean, they can't beat Boston. They can't beat Philly. They can't beat. um, I
1: don't know about Philly. (laughs) Yeah, Philly. Yeah,
0: Philly. I said, as I was saying that, I was kind of like, I was just playing a little safe there. Like, Philly could crumble. Boston, I think, would just, and they wrecked them the other night. Um, They did wreck them the other
1: Because They have four
0: guys that can cover De'Aaron, and I'm sorry. That's a big problem if you're Sacramento. But Uh, I don't care. Sacramento advances once or twice, you know, I'll be able to cash in the 4,000 and the 10,000. And you know, bet the other side and have guaranteed profit. So I'm I'm happy with those bets. Yeah. Yes. So we go out of the east.
1: I'm so uh, oh, out, of,
0: out of the East? Man, I you are on Milwaukee, I know you. Yeah, definitely.
1: Nothing nothing. Pork
0: look, look, Lopez looks amazing. Like They all do. They, I mean, and the, the Chris Middleton stuff is, you know, frustrating for fantasy heads, but
1: yeah, I, I don't I, think he cares.
0: <laughs> no, he does not care. Neither does the Bucks, and neither—I mean—they literally like toyed with fantasy heads at the beginning of the year. They're like, he might come back, or maybe he won't play much at all this year. We don't know. We don't yeah. care. We're just playing for the They're finals. They're ramping him up,
1: though. I mean, now he's been playing pretty consistently, but I really miss this
0: upcoming game. But it's—it's it's uh, all good. Uh, I mean, exactly. <laughs> that's good. That's good for Milwaukee. Bad for fantasy heads. Boston is uh, great. Uh, I probably. It, you know milwaukee i think i think i'll go milwaukee i think i was boston earlier in the year or maybe i picked philly at one point i know i bet philly because they were plus
1: 1000 yeah i'm definitely interested to see like what philly can do as far as like can they make that can they make Boston work you know that's really the only like I just think Boston's just better and then whenever you have to rely on James Harden I think you're
0: kind of screwed but um, are we ba- Are we both but- at James Harden's kind of at his older so like if he had just on a normal trajectory declined like physically like he's kind of back where he used to be so that's kind of where I'm Same. at
1: that he's that he's back where he well, used to let's be just
0: imagine he didn't get super fat and decided he didn't want to exercise like right and then he just had the normal decline of a basketball player his age like i kind right. of feel like he's at that level of where sure. he could be and um that's not great you know for philly yeah. backers because like he has to be so super good i think for them to have a real shot um yeah. because he's james harden he's going to do dumb stuff in the playoffs that's what he has. Yeah. yeah. He's never not done that.
1: Yeah. I, I don't... uh Yeah, they've kind of um dropped the ball with uh, Embiid. Because to me, the idea that Embiid has been as healthy as he's been for the last, like, two years is pretty shocking. I never thought he was going to have this kind of a career. I thought that he was for sure dead in the water, you know, going to be... You know playing you know 35 games a year I thought he he was going to look more like Zion quite honestly and the fact that he's exceeded that and you've just completely wasted it (laughs) like they've just completely completely wasted it
0: I I can't believe they got anything for Ben Simmons shout out Daryl, fan of the show I, I can't believe they got anything for him but the fact that it came to this—is he,
1: this. is, he a, is he with the team? I can't remember. Is he? Is he? Does he play? Um, is he, is, he,
0: is he, he? You know, we talked a lot about Ben Simmons on this show over the years, and um, he just got a new agent, and I thought that was really funny. Like it felt like um, LeBron's agency. What are they called again? I forgot. Clutch. Clutch. Right, Thank, you. clutch? Thank you. Thank you. That's just an end of the show brain fart. Of course, I know Clutch. Of course, I know Clutch you better i freaking might get erased if i don't remember their name but they were like it was a mutual breakup (laughs) like there was like effort and energy put by that side to be like no we don't want ben simmons anymore (laughs) like either he's not good enough for us anymore or you know there's some amount of blame shifting going on there it just didn't feel like you know a a normal situation i know players change agents all the time but then he went to a new agent who's like known for reclaiming players i forget the agent's name off the top of my head or uh fixing up players um D- don't you like with all this stuff And we've bagged
1: on him a lot like that dude writes a book in a couple years i'm reading it oh because because i just def- i definitely want to know like you know he's gonna... he's, if, he, if he's if he writes a real honest book then like it could be pretty funny like he's like yeah dude i'd never really want to play basketball bro like, <laughs> and i made 400 million dollars
0: <laughs> i dated a kardashian
1: you know, like, it could be, like, it could be really interesting, like, the idea that, like, yeah, dude, I did what I wanted to do. I mean, I was really not a big fan of basketball. I quit on my team at LSU. I quit on the national team. I quit on the Sixers. I quit on Brooklyn, like, and they kept on giving me money. <laughs> I,
0: I'm not sure he's quit in this one I've because I, 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 I want to be careful with this stuff, right? Like, I don't want to accuse the guy of quitting, even though it feels like, there's enough background here to you know yeah, I mean, to, to go there <laughs> but like this most recent one like could it just be his body fell apart eventually like i don't know um but mm. it's i guess that's just me being that's overly tough. careful
1: that's tough that's tough
0: that's tough to, that's tough to believe I, but now, i mean it's possible it's but, not impossible but look at like this agent change thing i think is really interesting if like if he rebounds out of this and becomes a decent you know backup you know, or, you know, not five man on a team or something, which, by the way, yeah. is going to be tough for him because he can't score. He can't shoot. You know, he's, he's got a very limited offensive game requiring high usage. So, like, the, the, <laughs> the way that he can fit into a team, to me, it's like he's got to be like a 20 minute backup. And will he even want to do that at the NBA? You know, like that yeah. there's kind of a shame element involved. Like he would have to really love the game. Yeah. In, in order to do that and maybe he doesn't so like does he just spiral out of the league or does a new agent give him a different you know perspective on the game and
1: I, I don't th- I don't think he's gonna spiral out of the league I don't think he has any intention of that because he 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 knows how to play the game I mean I could I can see him if there's an agent I mean he's getting 40 million dollars in 24 25 That'll put him around 29. I mean, if he if he could at least just like get on a team that'll allow him for to to play about 20, 24 minutes and when he's in there, he just like kind of just drives downhill and maybe they got a bunch of shooters around him or something. And if he puts together a decent season, I have the NBA is full of suckers. I have no doubt somebody else can gonna pay him.
0: I know in my mind,
1: he, he's, he's gonna get how, another. How contract. many boats
0: does he want to water ski behind?
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, like it's, it's to me, like there's no doubt, and I don't, I don't think, like, I don't think he minds. You know, like I don't think that I'm, I really am starting to believe that Ben Simmons just doesn't care what anybody thinks about, like, you know, him being the laughing stock. Like the worst is over. That stuff's kind of passed, no one's really talking about Ben Simmons, right? So he's kind of went through the worst of it. So he could just sail around for the next couple of years, put together a good a good 24, 25, and then get another contract for me. I mean, it won't be a max, but it, it'll still be a lot of money for a guy that likes money. So I hope he
0: writes a book, and I also hope that this agent thing does something positive for him. It would, it would be an interesting rebound story, and it might tell you a little bit about what's going on with Clutch. Like, I wonder what Clutch has done to hurt players. Like... You know, their mentalities, their, you know, the way they approach the game, you know, like that, that powerhouse of, of, you know, recruiting players into their, into their kind of the fold. Mm -hmm. Like, what does that do to the players involved? Um, And then what happens when LeBron, you know, is no longer LeBron? LeBron already doesn't have the pull he used to have. You know, if he had the pull he used to have, you might see some different moves out of L.A., you know down the stretch here but like well i think they would have probably
1: they probably would have done a little bit more they probably would have done more to get Kyrie. yeah if lebron was driving the ship completely and which is which is so weird about palenka is like he, he picks and chooses when he wants to be a gm and when he's not gonna, when he's gonna make the stupid move and when he's gonna actually make smart decisions and it it, it's so much clearer when like, even when magic was there, like it's clear when someone else, so when people are making basketball decisions as opposed to making a, let's make a splash decision or a LeBron decision. So I'm, I'm, I'm interested. This is going to be interesting. Cause I think LeBron's it, these injuries remind me of like all the greats that have played 20 years, like i the 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 idea that he's gonna play 45 games next year to me is ridiculous
0: and then how does the juice when he loses the juice and that's what i'm curious about with clutch is what do they like have their business practices through the years are they going to hold up beyond lebron like if you're yeah if you're a good business you're going to hold up after lebron like people will be like i want to go be a part of what clutch has been building I've seen a lot of clutch bad decisions and bad outcomes for the players involved with clutch. And if Ben Simmons goes to another agent and he has a redemption arc, that's going to be interesting. That will be very interesting stuff to follow. So, hey, Uh, Cosi Brew Show, how do they do do in other sports? I don't know. That's a great question because I feel they do have a couple
1: of baseball players and a couple of football players. But anyway, what's his name's
0: Dayton Adele? That's not bad. The the dude. uh... Uh, yeah. Maverick, Maverick That's Carter.
1: That's still a thing. That's still a thing.
0: I think so. I think so too. That's a good get. Yeah, I like it though. I mean, it's just it's a good get. Yeah, yeah. I got nothing beyond that. Yeah, <laughs> I gotta, I gotta, See, the Cousin Bruce show. We we cover it all. You know, we just make sure that you're you're informed on all of my <laughs> opinions. Uh, all right, so uh, hopefully we'll do this a lot sooner than than the, the last uh, what was it four week break? But I blame preschool. I blame that snot-nosed kid I saw on day one. He like literally walked up and put snot on my kid. Nah, I don't know. They do that. They do that. Yeah, it's just crazy. So, um, I'll go pick him up right now and probably get a flu. Um, Cause we'll uh, we'll see you shortly. Hopefully. Um, if you want to follow all of the, the wild antics of the Cos and Brew show where we uh, totally post a lot on social media follow us on twitter.com slash A and D B R U show we haven't tweeted in like 500 years I think that's not true are you tweeting? Well, I want to see the tweets. No, I'm not. I'm not. No. Um, uh, and I'm not paying Elon to keep my blue check. Uh, and then Facebook. <laughs> Freaking broke bastard. Uh, dot com. you show. Asking me for eight bucks to verify who I am. Come on, Elon. Go sit on a corner and panhandle. Another one's in the books. Peace.